My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable And I'm just ferocious, I want your heart, I want to eat his children Uh, welcome to Beyond the Ropes, this is Michael here. Today I'm joined by Sean and David. Dwight is not here, he's at home shedding a tear for Mr Mugabe, so he was unable to attend today. We'll start with some questions today, boys. Don't do that face, Dave, don't do the face. Yeah. Don't do it. Right, so we'll start with some questions. Um, the first question we got in is from uh, Too Much Talking, and it's how tough was Jamie Conlon? No, Jamie Conlon. Jamie Conlon. I got it right. I did. I'm just going to say as well, well, we'll do this question. The boys at Fight Talk covered the weekend's card so extensively and in so much detail, there's literally no point in us doing it. If you're interested in someone's thoughts and views on Saturday's card, go over to YouTube, check out Fight Talk, and uh, you're not going to get a much more detailed breakdown than that. So, I mean, let's be honest, he was mashed up he was outclassed yeah yeah like, and I can't even say his name but there's a reason Pacquiao's behind him isn't there he looked the business um, and back to that question yeah he's tough he got he got dropped got back up you can see he was you know he's pissed off that he's getting I won't say either. it wasn't battered it was because the cuts were he gets official. He gets cuts. He gets cuts. Time, yeah. yeah, he he gets cuts in crap fights, but the body shots were killing him. And fair play to him. He he got up three or four times from body shots. He was too brave for his own good, wasn't he? And yeah, it was. It was a. It was a. It was a sort of level sorter for him. He got to f- see where he's reached and who's out of his reach at the moment. It's probably going to be every title holder world title holder yeah I think I think the Calia 5 fight would never happen anyway just because of who they were with stuff. in a way I think do you, it's do you the not best think, in that division yeah do you not think that wouldn't happen just because no one's he's not a massive name he's in Ireland but Yufai's not going to be looking for that after I don't think any of them are massive names though I think Gonzalez was the biggest name in the division until he lost mm. I don't I don't know. I, I think it's hard. I think Fight Talk even said that. To be fair, we're repeating what they said, but there's no big names in that division. I don't think. No. Which is why it's hard to make the big fights or get the recognition. But yeah, he's just a really tough guy. Yeah. Yeah, no, and a lot of it was, I suppose, being in the home, home stadium. Um, he doesn't want to end down, but yeah, fair play to him. He got he got up way too many times than he should have. Um, so yeah, tough. But sadly, outclassed. Yeah, it's not really world level, is it? He's not. He's not really the world level <coughs> fighter. I mean, if no. I don't think he stands a chance of any of the champions. So I don't really think he's just at that level. He's. I can imagine him being on quite a few of the uh, the, the sort of level he was. So it'll be like Frampton undercards. Mm. Probably not where mm. he fights in in and around the world. Mm. He's the sort of fighter you can see as being not even necessarily a chief support, but a. Um, a very prominent fighter in 
like you said with the Irish fans and mm, whatnot. Yeah, there's no shame in that either. I mean, he's good for TV. He's, he's entertaining. Yeah. Like even though he lost, he lost comprehensively. Yeah. It was quite a fun fight to watch. You'd rather watch that than you know someone that just it's just a stalemate sort of mm. fight with two top quality fighters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I definitely. say that. I say two top quality fighters. You'd rather see a bit more of a, a bit, bit of that sort of action. Mm-hmm. We've said it before. It's kind of sadistic, but you want to see people get yeah, yeah, put it, down it, when you're it, watching the fights. It adds to the to the whole um, story of the fight, though, doesn't it? You get a cut here, a cut there. He's dropped once. You know, <clears throat> it makes you want to watch it. Um, so yeah, I agree. At a certain level it'd be an entertaining fight every time so he's a pretty tough man is what we're, we're saying oh yeah how tough out, of, out of 10 how tough is he well you don't know because you don't know how I'm, I've, I can't rate this um, I can't even say his name Ankanjas Ankakas go with that I'm going to go with that Ankakas Ankakas yeah let's, let's, let's stick with I told you Dave just say it. things with confidence <laughs> yeah and Barry. nobody will <laughs> Barry Ankakas has a you can't, I haven't seen enough of him to know if he's a massive hitter or, you know, um, to to say that, um, you know, he's taking these massive punches. I, don't, I just can't say if he's a great or, but they obviously hurt and he got up every time. Mm. And it was the ref that, in my opinion, done, yeah. done what he should have done and stopped the fight because he was never, never going to get in that geezer's... Um, yep. He was never going to hurt him, was he? Let's and I think he knew that from the very first minute. Yeah. I'm not going to hurt this guy. Mm. And he's going to hurt me a lot. Well, but yeah. it's that home fan mentality. Like, I you know, the whole Rocky thing. I like, I don't want to stay. It's just like Kel Brookery at Bramall Lane, wasn't it? Just sort of fighting to the death. Wasn't it? Well, what happened, Dave? Fuck. Fun of his own fans. Oh, mate. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, what's the next question? question? All right, so the next question, I think, Dave, you, you got sent this one, didn't you? I did. Um, I literally was texting them tonight. Uh, this is from a friend of the show, Berkey. Um, why is it okay for Eddie to do all the embarrassing, cringy, cringy shit he has done to get uh, fights when his guy isn't the A-side? But when the Ducos did... Um, did it back to him sorry last night they are the embarrassing ones because that's what Eddie tells us that's what we Sky believe tells. Eddie yeah, yeah. okay yeah well, the people that it. believe that get all their boxing news <coughs> from the Sky Sports app so see, they'll, I they'll only see what Eddie wants you to see see the thing the thing with Eddie is he's got that presence on TV and you know he's got that wheeler dealer mentality that I watch him and I don't know what he's saying sometimes. Mm. You know when you're just completely mind-numbingly not watching anything and it's just going in one ear and out the other. And um, yesterday I watched about two minutes of the, the Parker press conference <laughs> and I turned over because I was like, what the fuck is this? This is... I don't know, like, it literally felt like someone was talk- talking in a school uh, assembly hall. Yeah. And it just felt awkward. Um We'll move on to the. Well, we're gonna, we have to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Fair bit of detail shortly. But um, I mean, the question, I suppose, like, yeah, because I think Eric mentioned about the. Well, he's, he, he's, he mentioned um, running around New York with and asking people about Wilder, who he is. Yeah. Um, the quick check for Frampton. I mean, I mean, Eddie Hearn has often sat there on IFL or other interviews showing you emails. Yeah, yeah. showing Coogan emails saying oh look at this Coogan look, this proves what I'm saying mm. 
making verbal offers to fighters to yeah. the point where Frank Warren started doing it back do you know what I mean it's like Eddie Hearn's done just as many cringe things yeah 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 more in fact loads more but it's just the the quality of this cringe was so low <laughs> that's it <laughs> So if we got there's there's levels to there's oh, levels there is, to there shit, I mean, I mean <laughs> at least they put in an effort and tried to do something formal. Eddie Hearn does a lot of it in the back of a sort of black people carrier on the way back from <laughs> Birmingham or whatever. It's more personal. I wonder where that one. sentence was going. Now. It was something <laughs> a bit Asian. <laughs> um, the superior character. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, 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 Eddie Hearn will do it wherever. He'll, he'll just have a chat and chat shit. Like it's like yeah, like, like it's normal. It's just because he's been doing it for a few years that we want to say. staged like, it. Let's, let's be honest. Like ten years ago, if a, if a if a boxing promoter did that, we'd all be saying, "Oh God, this is a bit informal. This is a bit sort of like off the cuff." Mm. Um, so yeah, Duke, obviously there. Okay, so do you think that it is because it's so informal that it, you, he can get away with it that much? Um, and I think it's just because that's what we're used to now. Because let's be honest, he's he's the one, he's the promoter that we get the most access to in terms of like chatting to like a mate. Mm. But he can't be. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. But he can't be calling people out on on what they do. He can't do. be. He can't yeah. be canning people, especially. Definitely not. Yeah. I can't stand that. The, we said it before. The matchroom brigade. Brigade. Did you see the video that someone sent to Eddie Hearn? They were in Thailand, and they got the oh, yeah. way to say, "Do you know who Anthony Joshua is?" And she was like. Yeah, do you know who Deontay Wilder is? No, and then tweeted Eddie Herman. It's like, look at yeah. this, and it's like, oh, wow. <laughs> you know, you see, like, we see other people tweet those sort of things, and they get the responses they get are usually some sort of uh, very bad illness. Mm-hmm. Is what they're called. And I, I feel a bit. I can't say that. It's kind of harsh to say that if someone is that. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying when I say that. But um, I'm not being funny. But if you're a boxing fan. Like that whole thing with uh, Eddie Hearn asking people, like, do you know who Dionne Wilder is? Well, if, why didn't he ask him who, who Andy Joshua was? Because if someone knows who Dionne Wilder is, they'll know who Andy Joshua is because they, they're, yeah, they're yeah, in like a collision yeah, course. Yeah. It's, like, it's the same both ways. If you don't know who Dionne Wilder is, you won't know who Andy Joshua is. Well, we said it before. It's, I think it's the American public. Like, boxing's not a big, one of the big four sports or whatever it is. There's more there. people there as well. Like, he asked three, three people out of like probably like 30 that walked past him in a city where there's millions walking around. Yeah. And he's, he's judged on that. But we said it before with the, I think it was a Brooke Golovkin fan. Mm. They both stood in like Times Square. Yeah. People were just walking past him and didn't yeah, even look yeah. at them. And it's yeah, like, yeah. this is arguably the best pound power fighter in the world. Mm. And Kel Brook. And, and I was about to say, yeah, Golovkin. Boxing, boxing, just get that boxing one is still like a relatively niche sport, generally, worldwide. Well, it is a niche sport worldwide. As I said, in the States, obviously, it's the, it's the, it is four, isn't it? It's like American football, baseball, basketball. Hockey. and hockey they're like their things mm. boxing is it is a in terms of money generated it's massive but only because of the volume of people in the country I would have thought mm. yeah and that, and what do they say about American boxers is they're all failed yeah they failed basketball other players or other sports so it's like yeah if you're not good enough you start to re- reject sport for them mm. <laughs> fair enough but um, that, that completely went sideways off Berko's question there. It's fine. It's what we do. It's fine, it's what we do. There's your answer, but anyway. So, next question. This has come from DJ Boxing Blog. And the question is, do and does Anthony Joshua need uh, Deontay Wilder to legitimise his CV? And let's really break it down. How good is Joshua's 
record thus far. I mean, he's sitting there stacked with the belts. It's better than Wilder's. Even at half the fights, it's better than Wilder's. Yeah, but only because we've he's had the the name from the last ten years. It's the Klitschko fight that sets it. Yeah, sets them apart really at the minute, isn't it? I don't know, I still think without Klitschko it's probably still fought. Probably, yeah, no, it probably is names. better. Yeah. Because I suppose it, if you looked at the first 18 fights for Wilder, compared them to the first 18 of Joshua, then yeah, you're going to be like, fair enough. But that's the point though, isn't it? It goes back to what you were just saying about Eddie Hearn asking people who Wilder was. Wilder after 20 fights wasn't making out like he was a world beater mm. he was allowed to sort of okay pad out his record or whatever but it's like we've had this conversation about Mike Tyson in the past yeah it's like no one was saying Wilder was the best in the world after 20 fights so you can't really judge him on his first 20 fights and compare him to Joshua's because people are saying Joshua is the best now mm. based on who he's fought I don't know I, I think Joshua's got a better record but I, I'm not sure why beating Wilder would legitimise him anyway because even if he beats him, everyone's just going to say Wilder was shit. So yeah. then the flip side of that, does it legitimise Wilder? I think I think with Wilder personally now, I think it's gone too far for it to be like a, uh, a I don't want to say redeeming feature because he's going to have all the belts. If he wins, he'll be a, mm. a unified champion. But he would have still had 38 fights, 39 fights, and it'll be his 40th fight, assuming yeah. it was next. Be undefeated. But he's fought nobody. No one of no. Yep. Yeah. I I think I've, I think Wilder beating Joshua does a lot more for Wilder than the other way around because people have got this perception this psychological thing that Joshua's like the best thing ever mm. and that and that Wilder is just a padded out record he, he either is or he isn't we don't yeah. know do we until, it's sort of like until if Joshua right. beats him that's what everyone's going to say because half, half probably more than half of people say that anyway mm. whereas Joshua I don't think probably 80% of people think Joshua's the best thing since sliced bread. So if mm. Wilder beats him, then all of a sudden he becomes the best thing since suddenly Joshua. Since Anthony Joshua, I love that. <laughs> it's true, <laughs> isn't it? But, but I, th- I think it's like Tom Little was saying last week. It's, it's all about really. It's all about Tyson Fury <coughs> in the next two three years. <coughs> I genuinely agree, and I'm, I don't normally um sort of like you need to be active. You need to be active. But if he gets his license back. David's, be, no, David's seen great. that video of him dodging the the, uh, the foam stick oh, and he's I, sold now I loved it he's team fury I did love it I'm not gonna lie I loved it but even then he's giving you hope isn't he Dave it just, it just, he's just a character though isn't he he's brilliant he's amazing yeah so mm. I think yeah as a character if, in the next, we do need if him we can back. have that few fights sorted out I'll be buzzing okay so say Fury comes back and Joshua beats him everyone's just going to have them nagging doubts in their head as well that it was only because Fury was had laid off which is yeah no, they'll have that it would oh. probably be true it probably would be true so we'll, we'll, we'll never know and if you're a Fury fan you're always going to use that as an excuse if he use it, loses I can't see Fury are we keeping you up sorry mate sorry mate long day I can't see Fury uh, come in straight away fighting one of them two though. no, no he'll he, have he one or two the only thing is, like, I'm a massive Fury fan, but I don't think I don't like it when Fury fans say AJ's only got a belt because of him. Because yeah, he left. AJ's only got the belt because Fury had to vacate 
he didn't like it wasn't because Fury retired or vacated all the belts that IBF was the one that Joshua got mm-hmm. yeah. and he would have got that whether Fury was fighting on, on or not yeah, you know yeah. I mean? so yeah. I don't think Fury or Fury fans can begrudge AJ for winning the IBF no. the other ones you can agree with yeah, yeah. but yeah. I know exactly what he would have lost that regardless yeah so if Fury never had a break Joshua would be the IBF champion and he'd be a world champion mm-hmm. at the same time as Fury so yeah I agree I don't know I don't know. Daniel Dubois just got to come and clean everyone out. That's, yeah, but he needs to, like, he's good two, three years away, don't yeah. he? That's what I mean. I think for the next two years, hopefully it just gets sorted out. We were saying this about a year ago. That there's Our only dream five, matchup. Yeah, there's none of them have happened yet. And yeah, we're still, <laughs> still waiting for one of them to We can say that again now because when we said that at first time, probably only about three people listened to us. Yeah. True. So we've never actually said that. Tell to go back to. It's not, five. it's not there, man. It's not there. It's very rare that podcast is hard to get hold of. Don't very, very go back limited to edition. episode five. There's Damn. some grainy, like, real to real take to it somewhere. <laughs> 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 All right, so we covered our questions. They were the best ones that we had in this week. Um, so we, we have to go into it in more detail. This Duco press conference. <laughs> like, I didn't watch it live last night, but I wish I had. No, it's, it, uh, I didn't watch all of it I watched the first two minutes and was done I see I, I get that completely now I sat there this morning <coughs> sat on the, on the tube and I put it on and it was like it was so it was difficult to watch you know you watch it and I was like three minutes in and I was like oh, if this was anything anything else I would just switch this off because this is nonsense and I was like I really want to see this video where they said they're going to you know, show him repeatedly getting dropped and what we actually saw was a lot of clips and other interviews did you knock him out yeah I hit him and then you saw him get buzzed once when he got stopped in the amateurs yeah and then the Tyson Fury tweet at the end and I like the, the glass breaks that was pretty cool mm-hmm. but it was the most amateur thing I've ever seen I said it this morning we genuinely ourselves could have done a better production for that do you think they just done it on the way there for I'll tell you what I think it was on a whim and that, like he was there in his shorts Mate, I, when I saw it, I generally just rolled back to watching wrestling. Um, I just expected Parker to start trash talking someone and then someone to come out of nowhere and hit him with a chair. It was like one of those old sort of like WWF promos, wasn't it? Where he's, they were just sort of standing there. Belts on the side. Paul Bearer standing next to the two guys talking, talking, and all of a sudden, I don't know, The Undertaker comes out of nowhere and just chokes lands in through a table. Brilliant. That but there been, was no table there. That would have been, well. That was the thing that got me the most. Like, you can't. Your heavyweight world champion standing next to you like a mug for half an hour. Like, like you know the standing there. It's like you know like when someone goes missing and they have a press <laughs> conference on the news to just they have to quickly get on something a, out on a podium. Like <laughs> yeah, just to get it out to the people. It was like that. But we are all talking about it today. Listen, but we're, we're not, not talking not about the fight. Yeah, no. not for the right the actual <laughs> reason they've done it. I said this morning. I I just, genuinely feel like now if I was Eddie, I'd go back and I go. I reckon you're only worth 15% because you, mm. you've got no clue yeah. how to do doing. this. Yeah. He's going to have to do all the work. And I'll tell you what. You know that. And in fact, someone said it to me today. Uh, it was North Bank Brennan. I was speaking to him and he said that um, Eddie should go to to uh, Team Parker and be like, you want this? You want this percentage? You want you want these little stipulations? Go and do the show. You mm. show me where you can get this money from. You put on the venue. You stump the money up for the purses and what's going to come in. And then when they realise that they can't do anything, it's like, well then shut up and sign this, please. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. let's Tell be honest, you you. they can they can string it out all they want, 
but they're going to have to bend over to, to match room at some point. Mm. As sad as it is, I mean, we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. We were saying who's got the most power, Wilder or or AJ's team. Parker's not even the equation for me. No. And Wilder's got a solid team who know what they're doing behind him. Yeah, yeah. They've been in the game a long time. How much money's in the fight then? Because how much did um, Martin get? Was it six million dollars? Fair enough. Like Joshua wasn't a champion then, but I think Parker deserves more than what uh, Martin does. Got. He has got a belt. But at the same time. Like their their uh, discussion on it was what was it they said that so they've got one belt Joshua's got two so you know the thirty five percent marks about right bollocks simply because AJ is bringing ninety five percent of the fans ninety nine percent of the money and they're like we want all we want fifty or forty percent of all of the revenue these these are all these hidden streams and it's right, like yeah so but you're not touching any of them mm. if you fight anywhere else you're not getting those streams from anywhere yeah. okay yeah, so, yeah true. It's, it's a but, but we can't just be looking at it like that because otherwise you'd have to agree with me about the whole Canelo Triple G thing then fuck Canelo man <laughs> it's the same <laughs> argument do you know what I mean but, but I don't agree with that one <laughs> okay yeah, but you, you're, you're saying but you haven't got the Parker's not in the same league as Global no he's not he's not, he's not he's, it can't just come down that's what I mean it can't just come down yeah, to yeah, money yeah, because if it did then but people's got, people are going to be a hell of a lot more interested in that sort of fight than they are with Parker and Joshua so I agree in a certain way but no not when there's two quality fighters <clears throat> don't get me wrong mm. if it was like a 50-50 fight and well it's not but is it not? nah but, but it's been dropped repeatedly you, I didn't watch it so I haven't seen it so I don't believe you <laughs> <laughs> AJ fan <laughs> but then I also did see another tweet today that was really interesting and I, I can't see who, I can't remember who it was from but it said, as a boxing fan, you shouldn't give a shit what they're paying Parker. Mm. You really shouldn't. You should want to see the fight. So there's no reason for you to be saying, oh, you don't deserve this, you don't deserve that. As fans, we should want to see the fight and not even really concern ourselves with the split and just be like, just give it's, the money. It's give funny the money. Watching, watching fans on Twitter say, yeah, Parker deserves 28%. Like what? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's happening. Like people taking the same thirty-five percent. The net overheads. Yeah, like, <laughs> all right, chill out, mate. You're right. You're right. If we, want, but I don't even care if I see the fight or not. That's the thing. I, I just don't I, care. I think you're right. I think people are over again how interesting that fight is. I, I'm not interested in Parker versus um, AJ. I said it before. I think Parker's going to hang out there for long enough, and then the belt will just go to the highest bidder. Whoever can stump up the money, up, I feel will beat him. Mm. So, Hearn and AJ could put out a video right now of Takam buzzing him and be like yeah this is this is him getting dropped or we could record our own video oh I heard that you you, you hurt him inspiring you put him down and Dave, yeah, I put him down. Dave could just say yeah I did I mean we spoke, could say the same. yeah I did fact we spoke last yeah, week fact. yeah we spoke last week about <laughs> we thought Parker might wait to see what happens in the Hey Bellew fight and now all of a sudden that's fallen through and all of a sudden he goes into overdrive to try and make sure he gets the AJ fight yeah. because he can't wait for Hay anymore probably mm. so he needs to make sure that he gets AJ rather than because he wants to fight AJ for the money <coughs> rather than Wilder for less money of course so um, mm-hmm. but ah oh, yeah I, just, I don't care about the fight but it's annoying because Eddie Hearn's mugging Parker off now yeah 18 months ago he was telling us all that he was so dangerous Sky Sports were bigging him up <laughs> saying how great he was going to be it was when they showed the Takam fight middle of a Saturday afternoon or whatever it was yeah. Yeah, yeah, and there was story after story on the Sky Sports app about him winning these fights and little promos and yeah. who is Joshua Parker 
uh, sorry, Joseph Parker, and you're like, yeah. well, maybe he's all right. But I think it's, it's since that point we've kind of realised that we were all just being sucked along all the time. Mm-hmm. I think Eddie needs a reminder every now and again that he sold us Hay against Harrison as his first pay-per-view. I know. But you know, I, I do love the story that, you know, he's just at a poker game with Audley Harrison and just says, I'll get you a world title fight. And he's got no idea how to do it. Yeah. It's just like, shit, what have I said now? <laughs> We've all done those back sort of up, things at work up, and someone says, you, yeah, okay, I'll do it. And you, think, you walk away and you think, oh shit, I have mm. no, no idea how to do this. Mm. But I've got to get it done now because I've, I've said I will. Google? Yeah, how do I put on a world title fight? Brilliant. Yeah. Um, so I mean, we'll close off on this top this topic about the uh, the press conference, but taking all things into account, good idea or bad idea? Good idea, because it created a buzz. It's just the execution of it was a massive letdown because when they did the press release saying we're gonna have this video of AJ getting dropped, it's like oh bloody hell, this looks amazing. And if the production was a little bit better. Or if the wording was slightly different in the press release, they could have done something that was actually generate a lot of interest. Yeah. And now, there's no interest in the press conference at all. It's just how it looked. Or how bad. With like this missing appeal, like yeah. that's how it came across. Or like a like you said, a school assembly with. I just an overhead projector. You know, like where a teacher wrote, wrote in a felt tip on the. <laughs> And you were all, like for assembly yeah. when you were like singing Jesus Jones the laminate. and all that sort of stuff. The Jesus Jones. Yeah. 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 You know how it's, <laughs> listen, we all went to school in the 90s, that's what it was. Uh, Lord of the it. Harvest, Lord of the Field. And it was a lot like that. I was a, I was a mimer. It was when... Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not singing that shit. Hey. Yeah, I'm not saying anything. Truth. Um, it was when he said, right, we're just going to go over to this, to the video now. And then everyone kind of stood there and didn't know what to do. The cameraman <laughs> was like, what do, I, what do I do? <laughs> And then they started moving <laughs> the podium, moving the microphones, and you were just like, this is this It reminded me when I, my first year at uni when we did a presentation, we had to do this presentation in front of everyone, and everyone was trying to mess around at that time with like video cameras, like digital <laughs> video cameras had just come out. So we were trying to put a video in a PowerPoint slideshow, and you had them red curtains that kind of open up in PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> and in hindsight, it looks awful, but at the time we thought, this is brilliant. This is like really cutting This is like Spielberg shit. <laughs> yeah. And it'd be some grainy video, and that's how it was. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm kind of. I think it was a good idea, and like you said, we've seen similar, similar sort of rubbish from Matchroom. It's just they put a nice bow on it. Yeah, it's the same shit, but it's got a nice ribbon on it to make it look nice. I'd rather watch that than one of the sort of promos just before Joshua does his ring walk, where he's sort of With like the pun- punching a bit of rock or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> like smashing a bit of wood over his head. Eighties music. <laughs> <Yeah>. No. <laughs> Under armour. Boulder. Smash. Hair shot. So I, I think they're more cringy. To be fair. What about you, Dave? Good idea, bad idea. Uh, bad idea. <laughs> just, just because I turn off without it watching the yeah, actual so I, thing. And I don't think you're you're alone on it. I think a lot of people would have gone. This is. Bollocks. This is what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> No, I didn't, and I still haven't watched it because I don't want to go through that. I just heard from whoever sat through that and thought, thank fuck I didn't watch that. So. Does it generate interest in New Zealand? Like, I don't know what, what the feedback is over there. Do we care? Well, they're going to be some of the people watching it. <laughs> no, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but. Well, then, I, I don't know. I don't personally think 
I think more people will be talking about what we've just been talking about. I think you're right, unfortunately. Well, oh, that's a great fight. And as I said to you before, like, we won't go on for too long. But I think people need to remember that Parker's last fight was on YouTube. Yeah. This mm. is this is the level he's at right now. The major networks are not taking his fights up. Mm. There was probably more people on that stream that I took a screenshot of. We yeah. weren't watching to show that there was like a periscope. It was like twelve thousand people or whatever it was that were watching it. There's yeah. probably more people that watched that illegal stream than bought the fight. Yeah. And that's what Hennessy's now. He's like, shit. I'm not going to do that again. Mm. Although he's doing the Pink Tyson fight, as yeah. I said to uh, to Sean. It's like one pound forty nine. We said before, I think that's the future. Listen, those, sort, those sort of prices yeah. for a fight. I'll be happy with that. You can buy it, If you can buy it per fight and you'd have to buy the whole card, that'd be good. Yeah, that would be quite smart. Oh, God, we're going to be like computer games. It's going to be like DLC and you're going to have to be buying like little add-on packages. You can see the Joshua fight. Oh, full fight. 199 <laughs> to see Kelbrook on the undercard. Yeah. yeah, undercard, Dave. Shut up. We'll talk about Kelbrook in a little bit, actually. <laughs> but um, we love that. Alright, so we'll move on to another contentious topic this week, and it's the Hay Bellew card. See, Hay has sustained an injury now. Mm-hmm. We don't know if it's off or delayed. StubHub are saying it's postponed. Before, right, I said to you guys this week, I've got a theory on this, right? Yeah. Yeah. and it all matchroom kind of ties in I really wanted to, to gen- I was running late today I really wanted to wear a genuine tinfoil hat before I said this and like, take a little picture and stuff would have been ridiculous but I just feel all of this matchroom stuff is just far too convenient in the last 10 days or so mm-hmm. so hear me on this I think Anthony Joshua probably did send these, send these messages mm-hmm. I think David Hay probably was injured 10 days ago when we first heard it and I think that that Matchroom's answer to getting out of all of these problems was hey don't say anything about your injury yet you genuinely just hold off on this and they've let the Joshua thing they just ignored it as long as they could until the point where it got they genuinely couldn't ignore it anymore it's been proven it came from his account it's like right now is the time to say right you've got your injury and they've said that he had a different injury he hurt his bicep but he's had his surgery already he'll be back training in in two weeks or whatever it is Mm. and I'd even go as far as to say I genuinely wouldn't be surprised and this just kind of hurts me to say this if Hayes not even injured at all and hear me out on this Mm. Bellew's obviously had a very bad tragedy in his family life in the little while just gone if we're to believe that Hayes is genuinely only in this for the money right now I don't think it would be too far beyond the stretch of someone's imagination to say look we can make a deal where you're going to take the flight for this Mm mm-hmm we can push this fight off you can still do the fight you can just don't say it's the the injury that came out two weeks ago mm. we can use this to take the heat off the AJ fight you can have this fight if you win this you can have the AJ fight afterwards mm-hmm. and I wouldn't be surprised if this all ties in very very nicely and like I said it's a real tin hat sort of thing mm. but I just think all of this is too convenient that when it started getting a bit too much for the Joshua camp and remember Joshua's been away Eddie's been away so they haven't even had any cohesion to kind of sort this stuff out from what you've seen from what Eddie said in his interviews and mm. I just think it all it just all fits together That's too nicely a proper conspiracy isn't it but listen we, we've said it before boxing is, it, at times can be a very corrupt sport and yeah. this is not necessarily even corruption this is a case of 
this is this is PR. This is just work. Mm. It's interesting. Actually, we're going to lose nothing by moving this to another date because any tickets that if it's postponed, people ain't going to get their money back anyway. Yeah, yeah, they keep that. And if anybody can't go to it, they just sell a ticket again and they'll get the same money. People are going to want to go to that fight regardless. Yeah, yeah. This way, Bellu gets his time to rest, mourn, and do his family stuff. Hey, gets his Christmas off, gets to get a nice bit of turkey, big belly. AJ gets off because no one's really talking about his superior black race comment anymore. And everyone, and everybody can just chill out over Christmas, yeah. come back in the new year. No one's even talking about this anymore. Yeah. What's up about? All it is is back on for Barry Hay. That's it. And that fight will happen. And I think that's all just, everything's just been pushed back five months. So I said it could be that he genuinely is injured, but I genuinely wouldn't be surprised if he there was no injury him. whatsoever. And it was mm. just a case of, you know that people are going to slag you off, but you're going to get that stick anyway. Nice and the fact that no one's even <laughs> you're not sitting there going that's ridiculous it's no because just straight away it just starts making you think like oh, okay maybe maybe what annoys me about it all is that if the fight does happen it's, it's going to be the great night box on Sky because it's going to be May the 5th you're going to get Sky are going to get Canelo Golovkin rematch it's going to be really good mm. it's probably going to charge you about 50 quid to watch them two fights you're gonna pay. David Hayes probably getting a tenner out of every single one to keep his mouth shut. But do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it all fits together <laughs> absolutely, like perfectly. Mm. If you just push everything back a few months, so that bang, we're gonna do it. Cinco de Mayo, like you said, we'll put it on. Triple G, um, Canelo. Yeah. What a night of boxing! And, we'll, and listen, six months time, five months time, we'll be looking at it going, fucking hell, this is like one of the greatest nights of boxing ever. Mm. And no one will even remember the December card that was nearly there. Yeah, it should have happened. But then, what about the undercards for for the December show? So it's a strange one. So I I spoke to Tom Little this week, and they've had no update on what's going on. Um, I sent a message to Willie Hutchinson, but he didn't get back to me, which is I could just be he doesn't like us. But I took that to be that they they they're not saying anything that they've got nothing to say. Mm. But he's also flown out today to somewhere in Spain to continue camp. So who knows? I mean, there could still be a card. I said on our Twitter, I think Dave should be having a look at their schedule right now and be like, "Bang, when can we get some of these fights on?" Because yep. we can move, we can move the last vicar, like vicar of Dibley or whatever it is, and yeah, yeah of course, yeah, get a night of boxing just before Christmas. Just before Christmas, Sunday and if, night, and if it's on its own, you're gonna get more viewers. And let's be honest, for their level of channel, Joe Joyce Hutchinson MVP, that's a, that's a good night again. Mm. Yeah. And on a Sunday night, what are they going against? It, looking back now, it, it was strange it was on a Sunday night anyway. I, I, I couldn't believe so, it. See, you know, you're all buying into this now. <laughs> yeah, but that was that was arranged pre all of this crap coming out. Yeah, but it's only because the OT was <coughs> fully booked in the times that they wanted. Mm. Do you reckon they got there and they were like, oh shit, this, this doesn't really work? No, just stay out. <laughs> Logistically, night. this is a really bad idea. Mm. But I mean, the tickets were sold out, were sold out apparently. Mm. StubHub still had plenty for sale. Shotgun. We'll move on to them shortly. Yeah. Hmm. But see, look, you're all pondering now. I can't remember what this wasn't even a question, was it? What are we talking about? No, 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 but, <laughs> no we could do a whole podcast on my conspiracy theories now. Oh my god. Come what, on. what are we talking about? What is the fuck knows? Are we talking just right. talking about, about that fight? Um, right, so hey, Bell, you, it's off. Yeah. 
I'm saying it's um, in my opinion is it's off I don't think if he is genuinely injured discounting everything I just said if he's genuinely injured this fight's not going to happen simply because Bellew's not going to put himself through another camp later in the year on you know 50-50 that it's actually going to happen yeah, yeah. I, suppose, I, suppose, I suppose your theory works because Hayes got form for it like pulling out of Fury twice Klitschko Char yeah 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 Bellew so that's five and another discussion I was having. So, <clears throat> fighters, they do, I mean, and this is trying to not be fanboy about this. I mean, five fights is a lot of fights to pull out of mm-hmm. in any amount of time. But fighters do pull out of a lot of fights. I think it's just because his have been very high profile. So, I mean, he was getting a lot of stick once he pulled out of the two Fury ones. Mm-hmm. But then Fury himself pulled out of two with Klitschko, and he doesn't get the same, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same level of uh, attitude from fans. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, we said it before, you know, like some people have the, the tough guy mentality mm-hmm. in the ring. Hayes got the whole made of friggin' glass outside of the ring. Yeah. So people really have a go at him for pulling out of fights, but fighters get injured all the time. And the fighters, we only have to look at the uh, the small hall ones and see how infrequently those fighters end up fighting the people they're supposed to fight. Yeah. Yeah. But again, slightly off topic. But the uh, the big drama with this has been all about the StubHub situation and the refusal to refund anybody's tickets on the basis that it's been postponed not cancelled mm. but yet they haven't given a new date so and then the, to add insult or injury they've told people that if you need your money back you can sell your tickets on StubHub oh wow <laughs> which they then take a percentage it's of themselves well, yeah. see I had tickets for the Fury Klitschko rematch and they were through I'm pretty sure it was Eventim and they were more or less the same they were kind of like if you, I'm f- pretty certain you had to wait for it to be confirmed that it was cancelled rather than postponed. I remember before you were, you went for, wait, for weeks, didn't you? Yeah, like six weeks week, before yeah. you got it back. <clears throat> but there was, once it was cancelled, there was kind of like no questions asked, which it sounds like it's the same as StubHub. Don't know. It's one of those ones. Like, so I, think it's the, I think it's the same. I said it on, on our Twitter, I just said, like, now, if you buy your tickets via StubHub, you are rolling the dice because boxing is a sport where people can get injured they, they can pull out fights get moved yeah it's, it's tragedies it, but it, it happens and we should expect it as fight fans this is what they do they go to work every day and get hurt mm-hmm. so injuries injuries happen the problem is is that what StubHub need to realise is yes I might be going to the Hey Belly show I might be going to see Hey I might be going to see Belly I might be going to see Joe Joyce but I might be only be going because I can make it on that Sunday. Yeah, and it's something to do. Yeah, something to do on that Sunday. I can't. I can't do Saturdays. I can only do Sunday. So I thought, brilliant. I can go to that show. And now, when the three arrangements is going to be on a Saturday, it's going to be next year. I might not be able to go to that one. So I think they've got to factor in that you're buying that date as well. It's not just the fight. So worth noting as well. I, think. I, don't, I don't get it. Sorry to interrupt you, but I don't get it as well. And when, when they're bragging about the demand and how quick they sell out, why they won't just sell it if they're not confident of reselling it straight away anyway. It shouldn't be an issue, should it? Yeah. It should just be all right. Have your money back. When it comes back up, bang, we'll do yeah. it again. Yeah. Because the demand's so high. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're right. Just because it's a, it's a con. <laughs> it is because they've probably got loads for sale still. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. Yeah. If it was genuinely sold out, I'm sure they'd be glad to get another one to sell mm. for a higher price. Well, that's it because mm. they know that the demand's there, mm. and they suck a second roll of the dice. It's like so we put them up for two hundred. Yeah, and we'll go for two fifty next time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think they fully know that if this genuinely isn't all, sorry, if it's not all well, 
next time people aren't going to buy those tickets because they're going to have the same idea that you know what this isn't going to happen yeah, yeah. he's going to get hurt he's not going to make it to the ring can he do a full camp well, the problem is stuff? they've said it's postponed so it's postponed and the problem is they've said postponed till April or May so we're not going to find out till they know more than April yeah, and they don't need to say because now that that's their statement they don't need to say anything the problem is is that they're holding people's money it might be that they have to refund everyone and it might be May when they refund everyone mm. because the fight doesn't happen and yeah, that's it that's that it is problem. it's awful like, like you said you tie up your money and you're like it's like a like who is it one of your friends has got his like Christmas his Christmas night out there's like 10 of them going oh, yeah. their work Christmas party yeah, yeah, yeah. they've all spent their money on these tickets yeah and now the fight's cancelled it's like fuck well we've got nowhere to go on that night yeah yeah they they change the, they change their their Christmas night out their boys night out to the Sunday because of Adam. That's it. And now their money is all right. There's nothing names here. Name dropping. <laughs> but now their money for their Christmas thing is tied up. Yeah. And they won't get that money back until gone next year. Yeah. 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 That's a lot. It's a, a lot very harsh situation. Yeah. There's one boy paid for it all. <laughs> so he could be fuming. Yeah, I wouldn't be happy. Yeah. Like I said, if I had like three, four hundred quid tied up in a ticket mm. for an event that I didn't even know was going to happen now, mm. I'd be quite upset. Yeah, madness. But at the same time, again, turning the other thing I just said on his head, if you've got three, four hundred quid tied up in an event, you'd probably would rather have your money back on. Mm. If the demand is as strong as we're led to believe, you should be able to go make money on your ticket now. But then it's still the same added thing of what you just said about um, people not wanting to buy it because. And I think that's the problem. They know the that if they go back on sale, people are probably not going to want to pick them up now. Yeah, and they'll probably lose money on it if they were trying to resell them, for, even if they were trying to get face value, which they probably. Well, no, they probably would get, but. I mean, how much money does, does StubHub give Matchroom and Sky Sports, for God's sake? It must be so much for them to not just fuck them off because they get so much stick for it imagine. it must be astronomical <clears throat> mm. it must be to justify the amount of stick they get because it's like that's the only thing he really gets asked mm. and like even in the last weeks with their offices being raided and stuff it's just, all these questions they still just come at her just bats them off it's a legitimate deal yeah that, that's the problem isn't it that's where he sort of loses touch with the fans a little bit I think and I know we scant <coughs> we've started recording this just be, just Literally just minutes after Eddie Hearn's interview came out of Coogan tonight, but we scanned through it, and it looks like on the whole AJ subject, StubHub just bats it away. Just ignore so it. It doesn't really affect him. Just go. It will just go away. Mm. And I'm telling you, that that theory. <laughs> if I'm dead <laughs> next week, bigger, if you turn up here next Wednesday, like I, I'm, I'm dead. <laughs> it's because I hit the nail on it. I've hit the nail on the head after hitting all the way around it. It's <clears throat> all down. <laughs> that's decent though imagine that it would be pretty cool if it was actually true would it kind of disappointing I'd be terrified I'd be, if, that, be, if I'd got that right because that means be that boxing is a very yeah, I'd be very shifty place it was, but yeah, it'd be a massive eye opener but there you go hey ho hey ho ho <laughs> okay right um, I had the pleasure of speaking to Bradley Skeet this week we caught up with him we haven't spoken to him for for months. a while yeah for a few months yeah got to ask him a few questions about obviously he's still got the British title 
what's going to happen, what's going to happen with his career, some stuff about the Jeff Horn stuff. Mm-hmm. So we'll just throw over to that interview and then we'll, we'll come back in a few minutes. Sweet. Hello, Bradley. How you doing, mate? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Uh, so, how are you keeping, mate? Yeah, all good. Um, a bit frustrated, but all good. Yeah, I can imagine. It's, um, I was just trying to think when it was that we last we last caught up with you, and it was before the uh, the singles in fight. So it, it's, it's been a while since since we yeah. caught up. But I mean, when were you last at? It was uh, Dale Evans, wasn't it? it was like three, four months ago. Now, I think it, yeah. 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 So yeah, I mean, so when is it, when do you next kind of expect to be out then, buddy? Um, well, to be honest, I thought I would have got out in December, but um, um, I'm not I'm not on that show. So um, the last time I spoke to Frank and Andy Ailey, my manager, they're, they're talking like February time now. That's obviously quite a long. I don't. I can't remember a time when I've seen you out of the ring for <laughs> Yeah, it's just frustrating me because I'm I'm active and I'm 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 up always in the gym ticking over. I'm, I'm I've been uh, obviously training. I've been sparring a lot. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just that like, I'm one of them people who want who want a build on momentum. My, my momentum. I've obviously I picked up the British title and won that outright. And uh, I've been uh, I've been like I said I've been. That have, have good momentum, then that like, seemed like to stop now to and to wait to wait from July till now February time to fight. Uh, yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah, I mean, I just said um, so you picked up the British title, you won that outright, which yeah. was, was fantastic. Um, there's obviously always fighters below yourself, kind of aiming for that as well, like the likes of John O'Donnell, uh, Tomuka Mucha, who were who were slated to fight themselves. Yeah. Um, I mean, in terms of the, your your aspirations with the with the British title, is that something you're still looking to keep hold of? No, not really. I've won it out right now, and and to be honest, domestic level, I've, I'm I'm past that. I've I've been a long time past domestic level, um, but it was just something that I wanted to do, and 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 for myself to achieve that for myself, and to win the British title outright meant a lot to me. Um, so I, I I'm well beyond domestic level. I'm obviously still the holder. Of the, the, the belt, but um, yeah, and I've won it out right now. I, I don't, I don't, I don't need to defend it. Um, I feel the people's coming up. I'm past, I'm, I'm well past domestic level. Um, so I just, just, I don't see the point of just vacating it just, just for the, just for the sake of it. To be honest, I'm, I'm still, yeah. I'm still the British champion, and I still get recognised as the British champion. I'm not just going to vacate it. I've got nothing to move forward to yet. So. When I when I've got something that I can move forward to, then then I'll vacate the belt and move on. But um, I would I was I, I would like to get a fight with the French guy who, who beat Sam Egan for the European title, but that don't seem to, to, to be happening. Um, obviously at world level, I, I missed out on getting a Jeff Horn fight. Um, I, I, they could say what they want, but they just didn't fancy the fight. They swerved the fight. They went from agree we agreed all the terms and I was waiting on a contract to then. He went. He went and picked um, Carrie Corcoran to fight. So he just swerved to fight with me. They could say I had a boring style and uh, I was negative, but they knew I was going going to go out there and beat him up for twelve rounds and, and bring that belt home. So that was just the bottom line. They just didn't fancy the fight. Um, so yeah, it's just like a frustrating um, place at the minute. But um, like I said, just I, I just got to stay positive and and something sh- should come up. 
yeah, I mean, you literally just you, you went through my next question. It was going to be um, along the lines of what kind of went wrong in, in that fight. But from what the sounds of it is, it was you'd literally done everything you could do to get to that that point of yeah. having that fight, and then they literally just pulled the plug on it. Then definitely, yes, that's that. Listen, I agreed to everything. Everything was agreed, all terms, and everything was agreed. And uh, we was just literally waiting on on the, the contract to be sent through to sign it, and then could announce the fight. And then they obviously ran away and done their research because when the rumours started coming out and then um, the press in Australia got wind of it and they started they started uh, putting out press releases and everything and even all the press in Australia was like saying how, how much of a difficult fight was. The odds come out in the bookies and I was favourite. And then they obviously ran away and done their research and realised that that. I was obviously I was I was gonna beat him. They they know they know deep down they can say what they want. They can say I was boring. I'm negative. They can say what they want, but they know deep down I'll, I would have beat Jeff Horn. So that's his own people. So it's it's just frustrating, but it's it's, it's one of them things. So I mean, in terms of kind of moving forward on that, um, yeah. What in in terms of that that belt, what would be the ideal for you then? Would it be to for Gary to win that belt and bring it home and, and maybe set up a sort of fight with, uh, with a stable mate or to if I don't if, think uh, I'm to be honest um, that, that belt is going to be held up now for a good year or so if Gary wins um, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they, they've got ties in them Bob Aram's got ties in them to fight to fight a, a, if not a rematch God or Terence Crawford's moved up, so he's now mandatory. So the winner has to defend in 90 days. I know, speaking that like, I'm speaking like I know because I agreed to these same terms. Bob Barron would have yeah. terms on on the on the, the winner of that fight. Obviously, he's got he's got Jeff Horn anyway. Um, but I, I would have been tied into rematch clauses and and obviously fighting who they picked me to fight. So it, it won't it won't it won't be that easy. If looking in, thinking, oh yeah, if Gary wins, he's with Frank One, I'm with Frank One in the same stable, it'd get maybe. It, it, no, that's not the case. Um, if, if Gary wins, then I, I won't be getting a shot. I know that for a fact. So uh, that term, ter- like like Terence Crawford is mandatory now anyway. So the winner has to defend him within 90 days to Terence Crawford. So the WO route for me is 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 that's, that's I wouldn't say gone because I've still got my ranking, but I'd say that's that's pretty much tied up now for a good year or so because I think obviously that that fight's got to happen yet. Then Terence Crawford he's got to fight. So then Terence Crawford if he wins then he he'll be looking at at like elite level fights and unifying. So I I, I won't get looking anytime soon. So I just got to be realistic and 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 look at other options. And for me the other world champions um, Errol Spence he's got. The IBF, he, he's an elite level fight. He's gonna want, he's gonna want elite, elite level fights. And Keith Furman, he's obviously got the, the, the WBC and the WBA. He's the same. He's gonna be, he's an elite level fighter. So I'm at, I'm at a, a, a difficult, I'm in a difficult division, and I'm not gonna get nothing handed to me. And uh, so I've got to start, start looking at what, what other routes I can go down and. The route for me, I spoke before in the past, and when Egerton had the European, I, I didn't feel that I needed to fight at that level because I, I beat Sam Egerton and I beat him well. So I was I was looking beyond the European level, but now he's been beat. I think a fight with, with the French guy Mamoune would be perfect for me, 
and then maybe mix at that level and then until an opportunity come up at world level. Yeah, so like I said, it's a frustrating situation, obviously, where you're kind of back to not so much square one, but having to work your way back into like mandatory positions with, with other governing bodies by the sounds of it then. Yeah, yeah. Which itself obviously takes time and obviously a lot of uh, good matchmaking to get to those positions. Yeah, definitely. Um, and like I say, I'm, I'm in a division which which is full of like world class and elite level fighters. So it's a the position I'm in at now is, is is a good one. I'm ranked number three with the WBO, but like I say, that that's that that's, that's, that um, division's like wrapped up now for a good year or so. I'd say. So I mean, in terms of obviously, you, you kind of stress that I wish to want to fight the, like the European level now. Then. Um, Discounting obviously the huge elite fighters out there, your your Spencers, your Thurmans, etc. Are there any other kind of uh, world fighters? What sorry, world fighters that you'd, you'd be interested in in fighting? Yeah, definitely. There's 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 the like like I need I need meaningful fights now. I need I think for me to 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 push on and crack on to to get taken serious. I need meaningful fights. Um, Frank's mentioned the calm fight, which which I'd happily take. Um, and there's, there's, there's the likes of uh, who's above me in the WO, uh, Lucas Matisse. He, that's a fight I'll take. Um, the likes of Danny Garcia, them sort of fighters. There, I know they're elite, they're elite level fighters, but they, he's in a position. He's, he's where does he go? Sort of thing. He needs to obviously want to fight for titles again, and I think that that'd be good to get like maybe a final with eliminator or an eliminator sort of. Right, but I need them breakthrough fights now and getting them good names on my record and, and, and pushing myself now to, to mix that world level. Mm. So, I mean, in terms of 2018, then, obviously, if we're hoping to see you out January, February sort of time. Yeah. Um, how many times, ideally, would you like to, to get back into the ring next year? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm contracted to three three fights but I'd say if I could get active three, four times I'd, that'd be perfect for me to be, be fighting yeah, but I it's mean, like I feel momentum again now it's, it's a box in July if I fight January, February that, that's that's a long time out of the ring so yeah. I need, I'd need probably have a fight and then maybe another fight before I have a meaningful fight because my, the momentum would be gone sort of thing you, you is that as well as standing in the gym and sparring and keeping active in the gym, you you can't beat ring time, and to be out yeah. in the ring that long is, is is a problem. Okay, so I mean, in terms of there's obviously a, a fair amount of of decent quality British welterweights. Obviously, you've got yourself down there. Uh, you've got your Kelbrooks, etc. Who's who's you imagine on the on the combat sort of trail? These are I'd I'd imagine with it without the promoters. Issues that we see throughout boxing, left, right, and centre, with in terms of Box Nation, Sky, etc. There's definitely fights to be made for you in, in like domestic sort of level, then, isn't there? Uh, not, but, sorry, not, when I say domestic level, I mean sorry, British fighters, not at domestic level. Yeah, but I, I, I'm, I'm sure. I think if Kel comes back, he'd be moving up to 154. I think he, I think his time at Worldweight's done now. Um, I'm not too sure if he's made the decision yet, or if he's, if he's uh, if he's announced anything, but I, from 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 what I've heard, I've, I've heard he's he'll be moving up to 154. So domestically, I I, I see myself as the, the number one. Khan hasn't boxed at 147 for for I don't know how long. 
if, if, if Kelbrook moves up, then I, I class myself as the number one. So, um, I, I, domestically, I, I, I think I've, I've cleared that. I've, I've won the British title out there, so I've cleared up domestically. There's not a fight domestically that, that I'm interested in, to be honest. Fair, that's, that's great to hear. And I like I like to hear, speak to boxers and you hear that confidence where they feel that they, especially with yourself, you've you've said you were going to do it, you have done it, and you've yeah. like you've gone clear of that now. So there's no need to keep keep doing it all the time. That's it. Well, it's, it's been great to catch up. Like we we Thanks. need to, we need to speak to you more often. Like we always say this, we need to get back down yeah. to the gym and and chat to you and some of the other guys there. Um, you're always welcome, man. You're always, you're always welcome. Just when when you're free, man, just give us a shot and and get down, man. Oh, we definitely will. And I'll bring some of the boys from uh, from the pod down, and they can see how it's really done. Wicked, nice one, bro. <laughs> All right, thanks very much for joining us, very badly, and we'll catch nice. up soon. Cheers, bro. Thank you. All right, bye. Okay, so we're back on the other side. I I love talking to Bradley. I'll be honest. With you. I said it when we first Talk ever spoke to him that he is. He is the nicest guy in boxing. Mm. Um, Sean, you you just just come across with a development now. Yeah, it's kind of like I suppose this is like breaking news for us. Uh, <laughs> By the time you hear it, <laughs> yeah. Um, while we've been recording, Frankie Gavin's kind of called out Brad Disky. Obviously, they fought in two thousand and fourteen, and Gavin won. But Frankie Gavin's just tweeted, "So with Brooke going up in weight, that's me number two. Haven't already beaten Skeet. I wouldn't mind doing it again. I'm sure he would get like would want the chance to avenge his sole defeat. Okay, a couple of things on that. I don't think there's even any danger of uh, Skeet accepting that. I don't think. Not based on what he's just said there, no. Um, and I think he's a long way past Frankie Gavin now. He is, and and he's not. He's won it outright. So why is he going to fight a British guy? Who doesn't really give him anything. It wasn't. I I did like that when. Still not boost his rankings. Well, no, it it? I don't even think it's a TV sort of one anymore. I just don't think people really care about. Frankie Gavin's not relevant anymore. I don't mean to be rude. It just no. goes to show, doesn't it? What has been literally three years since they fought? I think it was the end of 2014. And you look at where the careers have gone since. Skeet lost that, and look where. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like Gavin won, Skeet lost, and now look where they both are. Can I just say that was one of my favourite moments ever in boxing as well. Not the loss before the fight, and I remember when I first met. And I went to interview Bradley and he was telling me about it. And he went on the Matchroom show. Yeah. And he had the Box Nation logos on his shorts. Yeah. And he was telling me that when they were in the changing rooms, um, Frank was saying to him, look, keep them tucked away. Don't get them out till the very last minute before you've got to go out. So literally like two, three minutes before he's about to go in the ring, the shorts came on with the Box Nation logo. But it's too late at that point yeah. to change anything. You've already got the guys outside that are saying, right, two minutes and then we're going. Love it. And then he just walks out to the ring and he's got a massive Box Nation logo on a Sky Sports <laughs> show and you just think, fuck yeah. Good lad. That's the one, you know, you, you say some small wins. Yeah, yeah. Small wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, the fight didn't go as well as he would have wanted, but yeah, as he said, he's he's a long way past the domestic scene now. Yeah. As he said as well that he'd heard that Brooke was going to be moving up. Yeah. I haven't seen any concrete confirmation on that yet. Maybe Eddie Hearn dropped that in his IFL interview today. But I think it's pretty I think, he has, I think Eddie Hearn has confirmed that Brooks' next fight is at 154. I mean, we'll definitely touch on that as we, we hear more about it when there's an opponent or something. I'm sure Dave will want to wax lyrical about how great he's going to be at 154. Well, it's his natural weight, isn't it? Well, it's, it's, 160 it's, it's, was his natural weight, apparently. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah sorry. <laughs> sorry, and 147 was his no, natural weight. Just leave off. Let him sort his stuff out. He reminds me of Robbie Keane. Show. You know, every time he ties for a club, I supported him as a boy. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> 
I grew up watching this thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, right. I don't think he's going to be that bad. But well done, Robbie. I mean, um, so let's stick. Let's no, we'll talk about Kel Brook. But I suppose Ski. What, what does he do now? He's a, he's in a shit situation. It uh, is harsh. We we touched on it earlier, not um, on the podcast, but the fact that we we all said off it that uh, Frank sort of because this hasn't materialised the horn fight that he's sort of not pushed him aside but like he hasn't fought since July put him on the back burner there's no there's no for us we were talking about him Yard um, the top boys like in his stable you know he was one of them now the others have fought maybe once or twice and they're going to fight again in December and he's not now you couldn't have just been putting all your eggs in one basket for the horn fight to not happen. I don't think it's necessarily the horn fight. I think it was more the Pacquiao, the prospect of Pacquiao. I think it was yeah. definitely the right route to go down. Obviously with Frank and the WBO and with Pacquiao being the champion at the time mm. when they were it made obviously sense, made the didn't it? yeah horn. They they looked like he was going to get the horn fight. Well, from what you said, it, it, like the offer was there, he'd signed it. Yeah, yeah. All the terms and conditions, he took yeah. right, bang off it goes. Mm. And I remember at one point I was messaging him and I was like, listen, it's going around that you've got this fight. And he was like, you know, fingers crossed everything goes well. And then it all just seemed to fall apart. And as he said that in his head, he it was there, it was done. Mm. He was just waiting for the contract to come back to him signed. Mm. I mean, and so what? He's still surely got to wait and see what happens in that fight because if Gary Crawford does manage to win. He fights yeah. Crawford. That's what they're saying. Yeah, that's what he said. That that belt's tied up for a while now. He knows. He knows he ain't getting a crack at that in, until. The belt's got to be defended. It's got to be defended Minimum. within ninety days after the Kokoran uh, oh, okay. fight. So, and then if Crawford wins it, and let's be honest, whoever whoever wins the first fight, Crawford's taking it off him. Next one. Yeah, I would imagine so. And then Crawford's going to go off, and he's going to fight all the other names. T- as as Skeet said, he's going to fight the top top fighters. Yeah. And that's so not discounting Skeet from that at all. That's just saying he, there's the fighters with you know the bigger names, the bigger world titles, world titles, like yeah. world status yeah. that he's trying to break into. Mm-hmm. And it's a very difficult situation in that. Obviously, like you said, it's not so much putting your eggs in one basket, but you follow a particular route. So you right, I'm going WBO route, and then you get to the top, and then you find it's there's this ceiling that's kind of blocking you. What do you do? Do you then move on to another governing body and try and work your way up? Like I said, the, the fight it's a difficult once, like the Matisse fight. I wouldn't mind leaving the because Devin Alexander's coming back, isn't he? He f- did he not fight the other f- day? Did he? Was he the other day? I thought, I he, thought he fought the other day, like midweek. Right. He did. I think it was day before right, yesterday. I don't know where he goes. To be honest with you, it is a difficult one because I said the money fights right now. You would. It's going to be difficult to generate those sort of fights. I mean, mm. let's be honest. I'd love to see a Khan fight. Yeah. I wouldn't mind the Lam- the Lamoon Lamune fight. He looked good against Egerton, and he's, and you know, like you said, it's a, it's another route. Once I'm I'm fighting, he's obviously past the British level. Um, the next normal step would be European, wouldn't it? Or sorry, Commonwealth. But he's already done that as well. Yeah. Um, Perhaps he's European again. No, was he not European champion already? He's EBU. No, WB. Oh, European champion. Yeah. Right. So, okay. But Skeet wants to win a world title and it's, it's just <clears> seemed <throat> like... Yeah, but he's not going to get... Like, he's saying himself, he's not fought since July. He needs one or two fights 
before he starts. It's all about building that momentum again. Yeah, and like we spoke to um, Tom Little last, was it Tom, yeah, Tom Little last week. Momentum is massive. If he's had this has been his most active year. If he has the same skeet next year, where he starts off with a February fight, then comes out two months, three months later, then you're looking maybe late summer, late or early, well, Christmas sort of time for maybe a a, a proper name. But, uh, I, but I mean, I don't, I still don't, I just don't see if, like, say, <coughs> say, if Crawford fights Horn, wins the belt, then you've got Crawford, Spence, and Furman. Yeah, an old American. How, but how does, within within how three fights, yeah. within three fights, he could be up. No, no, but they're all going to unify against he, each other. They're, they're like rematches in, and shit like that. Yeah, but he mandatories. Which do IBF? Well, they do, but obviously unifications or they override mandatories. And he even said it himself that he he genuinely feels that once that fight's over, that belt is tied up for a year plus now. Okay. I think they all are. <clears throat> He's not known for knocking out people, but what if he has three outstanding knockouts? And then he's a name. He's a, he's a person to be to be reckoned with. I don't know. I, I don't know because I just look at Thurman and I just think he needs that big fight. He's been so inactive as well. He has to have a big fight now. He's having like a Peterson yeah, fight. Peterson, He'll beat Peterson, and so his next fight's got to be a big one. Mm. And, Craw- and Crawford's going to be there. So, yeah, but then there's there are names in that division. Like you say, Khan, Khan for domestic sort of scrap. Um, the Garcias. Because they're, they're obviously, if you're like you're saying that the boys at the top, who are the title holders, are going to be um, what do you call it, tied up with each other. Then there's going to be that that sort of bridging gap between the rest of them that he can quite easily jump into. Like you're saying, he's already third with Matisse and who's that and Garcia. Yeah. In and around him for the WBA. So it just feels like he was right there. And now, personally, I just don't think you'll ever get the chance now. Because it's, it's going to take a while to hit that level again. Yeah, I think that's... I think they've got to wait for it to all come out in the wash, and then he gets... Until everyone's fought each other. Everyone's fought each other maybe more than once, and it's all, they're all happy that they've done that, what they need to do amongst each other. And then Skeet might get his chance, but by then it's probably too late for him. I don't know, he's only 30, but I mean, we're talking... For that to happen, you're talking two years yeah, plus, aren't you? I mean, yeah. I don't know. I just, I just think it just seems harsh that he was if, right there. Yeah, I know. Don't get me wrong. It, sorry, it's sorry, it's sorry, it's one, it, it? it does seem shit. And like I said, from the outside in, it just looks like Warren had the idea of right. I want to get a fighter this world title shot, and wasn't necessarily too fussed. Which one? I mean, he would have preferred it to have been Skeet because I think Skeet's the more marketable person. Mm. And you get him back, he'll probably hold on to the belt longer. But it almost seems like when Hearn did the um, the Golovkin Brook fight, mm, he's like, "I'm going to stick one of my fighters in this one. I don't actually care who it's going to be." Through, yeah, who's, who's able to? The feeling I, that I think we all had that when Pacquiao was the champion was that Skeet probably would have got a shot against Pacquiao because Pacquiao probably would have underestimated him, yeah, overlooked him, and thought, "Yeah, we'll give it." Horn's obviously fun, not going to do that. Horn wants to make a load of money, mm. and, and he, they, he said it himself that he genuinely feels that they've swerved him. Because mm, it, because which is what I think I believe is true. Yeah, because it was too difficult to fight, and they can dress it up how they want. Say he was boring or he's negative or anything like that, but he would. I'm fairly confident he would have beaten him. Yeah, because he wouldn't have got dragged into that slugfest. I could have seen um, if Pacquiao had beaten Horn. I think Pacquiao could have even come over to the UK. I think that would have been a good thing that Frank Warren would have wanted to do. He would have loved that. Yeah, because Pacquiao's just after the money now. Because he's on his world tour, but they've always. Like it's been a 
they've been talking about it for a couple of years about Crawford and Pacquiao eventually fighting to hand over like within top rank and it just felt, felt like Bradley Skeet was sort of on the radar of Pacquiao along that journey to fight in Crawford whereas mm. he's not on Horn's radar at all no well, he's, Horn's I think that's his only chance yeah Horn's probably thinking down the line won't beat Skeet I'll beat Corker and I fight Crawford that's yeah my, there's my money cash out yeah. cash out Although I'm still in the top 10 pound for pound list <laughs> listen if you got <laughs> we said it before you look on Boxrec the way, they, but the way they work it out is they have got some mathematical algorithm how work, mm. that works it out and when you really read it and try and understand it and take some LSD and have a few drinks it's completely right 100% right have a nap and then read it again yeah. it, it makes a little bit of sense mm-hmm. but surely they but must there is a process you, yeah. can, like, you can understand that they defend their process as well they say oh the points and everything. but, but they're just there's no point like having a process and defend it and the, <laughs> the end result is just completely wrong and then say yeah but we, that's, we, that's how we got there so it's fine mm. it's like Jeff Horn is number six in the world pound for pound or something like that yeah, it's like work behave. backwards your system's wrong <laughs> <laughs> this is what it is Tony Bowie was like their number two heavyweight. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> well, no, he's not. A, like Dave Caldwell was saying that Tyson Fury's got to pick on someone's pick on own, own size. Yeah. Mm. I'd okay. like to see Caldwell's training methods in for yeah. that. <laughs> but it's just, I don't know, I feel, I feel really bad for Bradley Skeet because I just think that he's missed the boat here. Through no fault of his own. Yeah. Like he's done absolutely everything he could do to get to that position. I think it is Jeff Horn beating Pacquiao has probably cost him a world title shot. Fucking Jeff Horn. Bastard. If he wasn't a number one, number six <laughs> boxer in the world, Can't argue I'd have some words. The Hornet. Oh wow. What's his name? But do you know what? Fingers crossed. Like I, said, I, I want Skeet to to do it my way, and he wins. <laughs> I don't like your two uh, scenarios. Oh, I don't understand what your way is though. Yeah, what was it? He just fights names. Interval <laughs> just fights name. Uh, McCann gets another big fight. No, it's not a big fight though, is it? For, for Khan. I think it would be. No, I think mean, if you market that correctly, it come is. Come on, he's been knocked out by Canelo. He's not going to go. Lots of people get knocked out by Canelo. It doesn't mean anything. Canelo is you don't, arguably well, the, look, the I'm not best getting, fighter I'm not getting in the world. into Khan because I just can't stand him. No, I don't watch that sort of crap. But yeah, I yeah, so oh, well, I'll see too much. Too much on Twitter. We'll wrap up on Bradley and then we'll move on to this the I'm a celeb stuff so I can't, I can't even uh, right well Dave we've still got time to talk so you have to I'm going to have to listen because I don't watch it I just watch the uh, little, s- little snippets on Twitter and stuff alright like well, I'll tell you what well, thanks very much for Bradley Skeet for joining us this yeah. week because he's given us a really Legend. good insight and like I said I was I was amazed that he'd said he'd signed all his stuff it was all yeah. done and dusted sent off and then it all just fell apart and this is the sort of stuff that obviously as fans we don't necessarily see Yeah. and he had the insight to know that so he knows how that belt's tied up now in terms of rematches and, and now so all that we. sort of stuff <laughs> stupid this is this is what we try and bring to people as well <laughs> although I'm pretty selfish I just wanted to know that in, that stuff myself so <laughs> but again these are the sort of things that you don't necessarily find out and you would never hear this because Warren doesn't have the like the platform like Sky does where they can give you all this bullshit information all the time mm. but at the same time we get that stuff from Matchroom via Sky but it's all very what they want you to know exactly I can't get Mike's conspiracy out of my head now. Oh, I see. <laughs> How have we got get? I can't because I was just thinking about like, just, just just go right back to the start and you've got AJ Wilder. Everyone wants AJ to fight Wilder, and now this whole scenario has led to 
Joseph Parker accepting a lower percentage because he knows he can't get the David Hay fight. So he's done this press conference and now basically it's on a plate for AJ to avoid Wilder. <laughs> it's all there, man. <laughs> Listen. Oh, fuck. Is it Frank Smith that runs on a matchroom stuff? So he's sitting well, there. Well, just get blocked on things <laughs> yeah. next week. Matchroom just put a big sticker across our... Yeah. Listen, they've got one of those, those those massive whiteboards and they've just got these little magnets with the boxer's faces on. Yeah. They're like, right, if we just slide it around here, we can avoid this one for now. We can let him take the flak for this. We can do this shit fight. All to avoid Wilder. It's got to be in it. Eventually. <laughs> Imagine that. All of this just to avoid Wilder. So they can, they can fight in the summer <laughs> instead of in February. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of work. But trust me, now you've heard the theory, you're going to see everything that you'll see now, you'll be like, I don't know, maybe it's... Everything that happens now is just another layer on this theory. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. He's built in, you've been sucked into this theory. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that is. That's hap- that's it's it sounds more fact. believable than what <laughs> we're being told is true. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> David Hay hurt his bicep. What? He's a boxer. He <laughs> but he's, he's okay to train again in two weeks. Uh, after up, surgery, yeah. he fell upstairs. He was on a, a step, a step machine, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah. And then as he fell, he grabbed it and tore a part of his bicep. I mean, he was on a stair machine, but then the way they described it, he somehow fell down the stairs. The stairs that are moving <laughs> up. <laughs> it was an escalator or something. I don't understand what it was. <laughs> he was in Lakeside. <laughs> I don't understand if it's a stair machine how you can fall down. Yes. You just land on the ground. Because your Achilles goes. Oh. Sorry, Dave, say that again. No. He said his Achilles goes. Uh, Listen, mate, the Achilles might have already gone. They've just held that stuff down. Yeah. But I still think there's no injury. No injury at all. Need to Ad- we need to get Adam back on it. I just I really like Adam, but he's obviously a company man. He's not gonna tell us. But <laughs> just get him to a side. Say did. Just be like, hey, did uh Dave there's nothing wrong with Dave, is there? No, yeah. no, he's absolutely fine, boys. He's whoops. <laughs> what, what we need is like David Hay now to come out and do one of them classic like wrestler mistakes where he's got a bandage on the wrong arm or something like that. <laughs> We've got to look out for that. Or next time we see Adam, say, oh, how is Dave's Where's left arm now anyway? It'd be like, it's fine. He's got a hematoma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, we're, we're only joking. Yeah. It's nearly Christmas, but Justin, I, I'm, yeah. like, I'm a massive pay fan. I genuinely hope that there is an injury, if I'm being honest. Because I think that, that if there is, he's done. And that's a very sad way for him to go out on the back of that last fight. Do you think he's done? If so this, is, this is the next set of questions, really, isn't it? it? it you think he's done because of an injury that heals in two weeks? No, but I just think that if it's the, they're not going to do this fight again. Like I said, if I'm Tony Bellew and he's, I've seen him pull out five fights in the last five, six years, I've already done one entire camp. Am I going to wait five months for another fight two, and then go and then go into fight. 12 weeks camp again and be like, he's going to fucking pull out? I think if he does, if Tony Bellew does, he's basically just accepting, right? Whether it happens or it doesn't happen, that's... I'm either retired now or I'm retired afterwards. Mm. There's no one else for Billy to Like I said, I just I feel that this this card could have been saved if they really if they really wanted to. Who? Go on. I think there are fighters out there. I don't, I don't have to put anyone specifically to it, like a Dylan White or anyone like that. But I do feel that listen, if they can pull out an opponent for Joshua at five minutes notice, mm. they could have pulled out one for yeah. this. Now I'm not necessarily saying it would have the same appeal same appeal because this is a grudge match mm. but if they wanted to get the card to go ahead it could happen but presumably is it, is it co-promotion again uh, Haymaker Ringstar Sky, well, Sky, Sky Sports Haymaker Ringstar yeah 
Mm. Joyce goes in. But that's it, and I think Hay- Haymaker was basically providing pretty much all of the undercard. Mm. Tom Little gets paid off. Well, I just, I don't know, I spell you for it's the undercard time. guys that I feel sorry for because again, yeah, you're, you're training for a card pre-Christmas, and, and we we said it before, and this is not it's not privy like private information or anything. They're obviously not on the massive bucks that your Hayes and your Joshuas mm. etc. are. So if you put yourself through an eight-week camp, you've got people to pay, mm. Mm. and then your fight gets pulled. It's money for Christmas. That's I mean, yeah, and yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's your it is your day job. Mm-hmm. You don't have four million in the bank from your last fight that you yeah, can go yeah. back to. Yeah, yeah. Suddenly you're levels yet. That's it. Suddenly your fight's been pulled, and you're like, shit, I better go and do some more sparring because I've got yeah. to get, got to get some money in then. Mm. Yeah. And it's those guys that I do feel sorry for, and I don't imagine it's a sort of job where you've got, uh, you know, like insurance plans in place for for cancellations and stuff because it's just it's just not that sort of job. I think that I don't think the um, fighters do. I'd imagine the promoter probably does. Yeah, he'll have insurance to yeah. cover it. But again, depends on whether it's cancelled or postponed or. Hmm. Can Eddie just ring up the O2 and go, just want to move the date. Have you got 5th of May open? Hmm. But yeah. we need to be finished by this time. Hmm. Listen, you're going to go and you're going to think about that theory a bit more and you're going to sit there and think, fucking no, this is, this is actually what's happening. Hmm. I'm going to be drawing flowcharts, things like that all night <laughs> in my head. Little dotted lines between faces. Yeah. Okay. I can't remember what we we had a topic just a second ago and I can't jungle. remember the jungle and oh yeah so we've got to talk Brooke oh. can't alright so Brooke he's going to move up 154 yeah. great yeah, that's, that's I personally don't think he wins any <laughs> titles up there unless they're vacant which could be the mm. Cotto one yeah oh, he, like, he, could, he should have done this a year ago he should have done it instead of the Golovkin fight if he wanted to prolong his career Mm. I, I, just don't just I just I don't want to see him in a shit fight he's obviously got a, a stature on in boxing so who does he go in after does he go in for a name he ain't going to get a title shot I'm pretty sure straight away um, so who's a, who's a top five fighter throwing them out there like now. I said I, the only I think he moves up and one he fights man. Liam Smith Liam Smith for the vacant title that's the only way I see him picking up a title there and he takes it because he's not beating anyone else who's holding a belt at 154 who are the who are the current holders you've got A. Charlo Mm -hmm. or J. Charlo I don't know which one didn't J. Charlo move up (laughs) J. Charlo yeah one Charlo Charlo one moved up Um, the old one yeah. Who else have you got? You've got um God my mind's gone blank. But yeah, one of the Charlos definitely moved up. You've got Lara is WBA. Jarrett Hurd, isn't it? Now I know a lot of people were talking about the Hurd fight before possibly as a, as maybe the weaker of the champions. But I still think I think that's pretty harsh. It's IBF, but do you really want to get stuck with the <coughs> IBF? Again? IBF again. Listen, that's Eddie knows that's a great idea. Yeah, what's the other guy? Who was the other one? Busy, uh, busy, busy, yeah, busy. For the third time, isn't it busy? Wouldn't it be? Mm. <laughs> uh, Eddie, Eddie, no, it's getting busier. I just don't. I don't, <laughs> don't want to see him lose and go out. I think if he loses, he's going to retire. Yeah. 
but he has to make a statement if he's going to get the next fight. Do right, so mean? here's what I think happens now, right? Oh, dear. This isn't a conspiracy theory. Is this too conspiracy? Yeah, I was about no, to say. No, if I, I had another conspiracy theory, I'd spread this out to next week. I think we've, <laughs> we've, we should have a conspiracy corner. Shit, I'll just come up with some theories all week. <laughs> let's do this. And then on Wednesday, I'll be like, right, here's what's going to happen, boys. It'll be set and planting seeds in everybody. Mm. It'll be like the uh, the podcast version of Boxing Kingdom. I'll just say a load of shit and eventually will something will be right. Offer some free tickets for some people to send in their own conspiracy. Oh, mate. And then just not tell them. Yeah. <laughs> You just want a ticket to Cinco de Mayo. We're going to send you to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Okay, so who who can Kelbrook realistically fight? Oh, sorry, yeah, so all of them. You have a check. Here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. Cotto's going to win his next fight. He's going to vacate. Liam Smith is is he managing? That was in eliminated the uh, <laughs> the other Smith fight. It was an eliminator, but I don't know if it was a, was it fight. I, this is the thing. I don't know what I'm going to. It's an eliminator for an eliminator. But either way, he's, he's going to fight Smith for that vacant vac- vacant belt. Mm-hmm. Then he'll fight one of the other top boys in the unification, cash out on that because he's going to lose. And what will happen is, and I'm not saying he's going to get knocked out or anything, but he'll get stopped because his eye will go again. And that's an honourable finish because he'll be like, Ooh. right, I can't do this anymore. Body's stopped. Yeah. I've had my big fights. I've got my big payday. I fought Lara Some or names. I fought Charlo. Yeah. That'll be it. He'll have his big fight. It'll be at Bramwell Lane or somewhere like that. They'll get the guy over. He'll get his five million in the bank. I really hope he doesn't. And then he retires. And the, the Khan fight's never going to happen. I think people need to get that now. It's, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, Khan's going to be... Khan's going to be... Khan's going to be just hot topic over Christmas. Well, if he stays in the jungle for a couple of weeks, he might get down to 140. <laughs> <laughs> I do. He's not been in any food. He'll <laughs> fight, fight Josh Taylor. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, there's loads of... All the belts are 140 available, aren't they? There's three belts available. Because of... Um, Crawford. Yeah. Mm. Last time I was like, oh, is his name? Um, look, I don't, I don't want that scenario to happen. I do. <coughs> I, 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 I like Brook now, I, so I don't want that to happen. I think that's like very him, likely. I'd obviously like him to do well. How many fights do you reckon he's got left in him? Two, generally. If he, I think he beats Smith, and then I'd like to see so him unify. Yeah, I'd like to see him unify. Two weight world champion. Fuck it. Confident there. So alright, so who does he who does he fight in the unification? Assuming all the champions stay as no. they are. Who's thing is if you who's available? Yeah. Well that they're not he's not gonna wait. I don't think he's gonna wait for anyone. Alright, well you're looking into like to real specifics now, I'm saying of the three champions, if he could just say, Right, I'm gonna have a fight in the summer, Bramwell Lane, unification fight. If you've got Heard, you've got Charlo and you've got Lara. If you Spence comes up and just beats him again at Bramwell Lane. Oh <laughs> Spence maybe. comes up. I'm moving up to one six there. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your love to Where's the chocolate brownies? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'd go for I'd go for the biggest name if I was him. If if it, it was to be the last fight, he's obviously going to think he can beat him, and you know so do I. Whoever it is, I re- I'm still always going to back him. Um, I go for the biggest name. I go for the biggest one that's got the biggest draw over here because it, I don't think any of them have though. Yeah, but Lara for me would probably be the name that sticks out the most because and for boxing fans, he's been in with Canelo. <coughs> Lara probably had a decent. Well, he, he did have a decent fight against him. Yeah. Um, and they'll set it on that. They'll set it on like that's for me. It's a sellable fight. See, I think if things go as well, unfortunately. 
for Brook. The one five four division is rock solid, mm. but they're not names no, known no, here. No, no. And it was the same problem they had with Spence. Spence to boxing fans was a huge fighter, mm. massive name. But if you walked down the street and you said to somebody, "You're a Spence Junior," and and I said this at the time and it wasn't disrespectful. If you said who's Kel Brook to a lot of people, they'd be like, "No idea." Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and I think if you she get used to present big breakfast or something like that, that's what people would say. Oh yes, and then Kel Brook. Yeah, if you get Brookin one five four against Jarrett Hurd you get in exactly the same situation yeah but I think that's that's a winnable fight and if you can get the WBO get the IBF as well free fight free fight free fights I'd be buzzing clean up the division (laughs) could happen it It could could, happen it could happen look it's boxing Um, I can't see it I can see him beating Liam Smith Um, I wouldn't even be surprised if it was one of those ones win the world title and then retire just to get it, I know. It's one of those ones. If you do that, I don't, you don't get to keep the belt, do you? You have to defend it to uh, to do it from a from a vacant. I can't remember what the situation was. It's one of those ones. I could be talking absolute nonsense. I remember, you know, when you get little bits of information from when you were a kid. I remember it was Frank yeah. Bruno when he won his title, and he had to like he had to have one defense for it to be like his official his, his proper belt. I get that. It's like what. Um, but I said someone will probably correct me, and it'd be absolute bullshit. I've just said. But it's like what um, has happened for Cotto with his with his belts. He's only beat the man once. I don't twice. think that's true. Hmm? I don't think that can't be true. Because when you see people like say Mayweather, he's got loads and loads of belts, but there's been loads of times where he's won a belt and vacated it. Yeah, but he also gets some bullshit belts made. For him. Yeah, <laughs> he's probably had them made himself anyway. And just goes, what? That's my belt from yeah. this time. Like I said, it could be not. It, it, to be fair, it's one of the things I haven't even thought about that probably since I was about seven years old when someone told me, and my mum told me, so I'm not, she's not a big boxing person. Who's one that. <laughs> Darren Barker? But he, he, he still must still have his belt, does he? Do not, never seen it. Chris Eubank doesn't wear his belt much anymore, does he? Do you remember when he was wearing no, it? No, he, he didn't take it out the other day. I'll tell you what I did notice today. So it, it was an anniversary today of uh, when Ricky Hatton fought. Malinaji mm-hmm. for the IBO title. Mm. I saw that today and I was like, oh. It is a real belt. And it was 15 years ago people <laughs> were talking about it. Yeah. I'm not jumping on the whole. 15 uh, years ago. Well, it was something like that. Finally, I couldn't tell me yet. Back. Big time. But like you said, it's the, the best belt. Also, um, as we're kind of wrapping up now, Groves. Eubanks in definitely going to be Manchester. Yeah. Fancy the road trip. I, I have a room booked already. Do you? Yeah, one of the guys at work booked it. Oh, I told Dwight today and he was like, why aren't you saying anything? I was like, oh shit, yeah. Um, right. We do a podcast every week. Yeah, do you remember them guys you talked to about boxing? Well, I did. one of them doesn't turn up very often. Liberty. Liberty. You weren't talking about that one. You didn't ask us to go to Vegas, did you? Yeah, you did. You just... Oh, he didn't. He, oh, did he ask I you? I think I mentioned it about a year ago on a pod saying, come on, let's start putting money aside now. Yeah, but then you just went and booked it one night oh, when you were drunk. One of these <laughs> podcasts we can't currently download because they're too old, yeah? Yeah. Oh, oh I've still got them. Check it. Oh, that's you a love lot. It, you love it. Any, you oh, love it. You love it. You tempted to watch the rematch. <laughs> 5th of May. No, because I don't want it. I don't think the rematch should happen. I think. I think it should happen. I think, fuck. Golden Boy. And fuck their corruption. corruption. He needs that money. Fuck you. <laughs> he's desperate for it he's wearing a Mexico shirt he went and got he's he went their president didn't he that's up there with Duco sort of style of like, cringe. Like cringe world's biggest boxer glove I'll sign that for you yeah. you give me the key to the city yeah. and we'll fight in Vegas 
Yeah. <laughs> All right, Lewis, we've, we've covered a lot today. Yeah. But do you know what? We actually, before we go, we didn't talk about uh, Khan at all. And we were supposed to. Oh, damn. Oh, he did, he did well the other night, didn't he? With the, he did. The critter, critical, something or other. He didn't um, know what a critter was. No. I think Dave Allen did the best tweet about Khan so far in, in life when he said that Amir Khan's... Um, his, like, his biggest faults are the fact that <laughs> he's a bit thick and he got caught wanking and he said that's like 95% of, of British men and I was like yep yeah yeah fair play to him <laughs> thank you on Skype that was, that was like George Groves boom. his Twitter game is awesome as well and ITV you know what they were doing and he says oh Khan what has he got uh, he pulled out a little snake or something <laughs> Groves says <laughs> Yeah, it's not for the first time. <laughs> so, well done, George. Well done. Um, but yeah, I, I, he's getting a lot of stick for being in the jungle. I think you'll, yeah, I think you'll actually do him good because he's not going to fight, is he? So I think he's brilliant. I think he's very, very clever. This is whether you like it or not, Dave. No, don't say it. Amir Khan is oh, so toppling. Oh. No, he's just a household name. People I love the fact that he's now become a Z-lister though because he even tweeted himself years ago would you ever yeah, do I saw that going around. one it last thing is that no, Curtis Woodhouse had a conversation with Amit Khan on Twitter today telling him how good he's doing in the jungle and then Amit Khan whoever's doing it replied saying oh thanks and then Curtis Woodhouse replied yeah keep it up keep up the good work you're doing really well and he's like no mate you're not speaking to Amit Khan he's, he's in the jungle think. remember that's what you were just talking <laughs> yeah, about yeah <laughs> Oh. You can just see him gone. The one he's pushed up at trials whilst checking his Twitter. Little check on vote of him. Fuck's sake. <laughs> oh dear. Alright, but well I'm sure we'll we'll probably touch uh well, we won't touch Amicon again. Easy. But we will come back to Amicon next week because I assume he'll be in there for a while. People like to torment people to end yeah, up yeah. on the challenges, so he's not gonna go anywhere. And obviously he's gonna get to the stage where we're gonna be rooting for Amicon to win the whole thing. No. Yeah, yeah. Or David won't. Yeah. David's at home watching the, uh, the Brook Greatest Hits yeah. every night yeah. between 9 and 10 o'clock. Yeah. While the missus is watching um, Celebrity. While she's asleep. Yeah. Dave's just got his phone out. Brook highlights. Amit Khan would be the reigning I'm a Celebrity champion. Another fight. It's a bit like the Muhammad Ali trophy. No, it is. <laughs> it's a bit like that. Stop. Just stop. Kel Brook. Just going to be fighting Liam stop. Smith. Stop. Boring. For the WBO. You're boring. Vacant. Shut up. What would make me laugh would be if Khan came out and got a WBO shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't. And then you would find one wrapped up his just, career. Just to punch the matchmaker. <laughs> Blow, come here. He just goes and he just fights I'd, I'd in be Vegas. Done. I'd be, I'd, honestly, I'd be done. Brooke can't get a fight. <laughs> oh, don't. Just quit. Just stop it now, please. I can't even be thinking about that. If, do you know what, if that happens, right, I'm, I, mm. we need to find a way to keep the information away from David. Yeah. And we'll do like a goggle boxing where we record him, his reaction Five video. Nine, <laughs> the first time. <laughs> this, yeah. He's fuming, isn't he? We, <laughs> Mate, we just I'm looking at my phone thinking, it's got, it's got a good case. I'll throw this. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually fuming and we've only just speculated that something could happen from nowhere. Don't, because that's I, one thing what? I... This is one of those ones where it's like, this is so terrible, but I actually kind of hope this happens yeah. now. Cheers, lads. If it does happen, I'll be like, 
that'd be my equivalent of a pin tweet I'll go back and I'll find this clip <laughs> <laughs> said that in in November 2017 uh, alright then boys well we'll wrap up today like I said we covered plenty I'm sure that there is plenty more we could speak about mm. any fights this weekend actually oh do you know what we got our boy Jess Smith is uh, back in action this weekend on Saturday at York Hall Good luck to Jess. against Nathan Hardy so yes. best of luck and I think we'll probably try and get him on the phone next week. That'd if, be great. If not into the studio to see how he's uh, how he's feeling. Kovalev. Kovalev. Sullivan Barrera. No? No one bothered? I'm not. No? That's harsh. I'm not. Oh, well. You? All right, I'll take that back. I like it. I like Stick it. with I your like, guns, Dave. Like, Don't like let us shut you down. It's quite nice doing it on that Wednesday, isn't it? Because the other podcasts just sort of do all the... <laughs> the legwork. Talk all the easy bits. <laughs> yeah, we can just talk about it, like the news. We, yeah. just, we just have a chat. It is great, yeah. Let the like, deal with really the drill down. Yeah. Minute by minute process. We can just chill with this. Yeah, no. You've got to stick to that. All right, well, we will wrap up. Good luck to Dwight in your protest. I, hope, oh, uh, wow. I think it is a hunger strike. Was the army of two, him and AJ, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's why they're crying because it's a hunger strike and they're both absolutely ravenous right now. Mm. So we'll be back next week. Hopefully Dwight's around next week then because I think it could turn quite ugly. <laughs> I hope he's here next week. He's going to kill you. Uh... <laughs> you hope Mugabe's here. <laughs> we have got some <laughs> listeners over in Africa. Should we had listeners in Sierra Leone. This is brilliant. We are really growing. We are a worldwide Phenomenal. broadcast. No, no, well, right. Relax, Dave. Oh, We're sorry. a worldwide uh, broadcast. Yeah, you're a phenomenon. <laughs> All right, we'll wrap up because we are rambling now. And we'll be back next Wednesday. And don't forget, obviously, if you do listen to us, check us out on Twitter. Uh, it's at BTR underscore PC. We're on Facebook and Instagram as well, but not as much. And uh, we will be back next week. And David's going to stop rubbing his microphone. Oh, wow. I got the headphones on. Sorry. Peace. <laughs> My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious, I want your heart, I want to eat your children.